All right, welcome to an unnamed show at this point. Uh, it's going to be something about conversations. I feel fairly confident. Uh, the audio version, no video here, but it's myself, Devin, Kelly. We're just sitting down here in the room just talking as friends, as brothers in Christ, and just going to uh, yeah, just have some conversation. I'm not going to have really any of us introduce ourselves because I feel like over the course, not only of this episode, but through this through the course of this podcast, you're going to kind of get to know us a little bit better, get to know our background, get to know our stories and our testimonies as we just have conversations about God, about the church, about his word, uh, about life in general. So kind of the format of this that we're going to initially kick this thing off with anyhow is going to be I've had a word on my mind and in my heart all morning. We're recording this on lunchtime during the day, so I've been able to stew on this just a little bit. The other two guys have no clue what I'm getting ready you. To, <laughs> to toss out at them. Yeah. I've had, uh, you know, Kelly's known about this mystery word uh, or lack thereof since about 8 o'clock this morning. We was having coffee together. Dev and I just said, hey, man, come on in. We'll talk. One thing about Devin and I is uh, we're, we rarely have difficulty talking. That's right. So... How's your days going first? Let's talk about our day. Devin, how's the day going so far, man? Oh, it's going good. I had a relief today. I thought I had a product that was due on the 4th of July. Found it wasn't due till the 4th of August. So I was like, yes, gives me a little slack in there. Let freedom ring, baby. That was good. I feel relaxed a little bit now. So it's good. I still have another product that's due in a few days, but I don't have two products due now. So that's good. Good. All right. Kelly. Doing good, doing well. Uh, had a great talk with uh, with you the, mm-hmm. earlier today, just uh, talking about ministry and the the goings on in the church, and then got to catch up with James. Yeah, so it was a nice former talk. intern James Fletcher. Yes, whenever he interned in the absolute middle of nowhere. <laughs> I, I promised him that statement that he made yes. four times in his sermon here would never die. So I'm living up to my word and being <laughs> yeah, well, true to my word. He's from the great metropolis of Mount Sterling, right? right? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know how he, I don't know how he found his way <laughs> all the way, you know, east on 64. Yeah. So, no, less than an hour. Yeah. But anyhow, anyhow, we digress on that. So, gentlemen, you guys know that I've, my wife and I've kind of endeavored to move here recently. Right. You know, we've we've moved. The Lord has just opened up an amazing blessing for us in this house. We're loving it. Set outside on my porch a little bit this morning. Watched the sun come up and just heard the birds sound. I mean, it's just fantastic. I mean, just a great, great thing and incredible blessing in our lives. And in this process. Um, I set up, you know, there's always that transfer of utilities. Um, but with this one, there was no transferring of utilities because it's all different utility providers. Mm. So got the electric squared away, got the water squared away, uh, got home internet, you know, Wi-Fi taken care of. I mean, all of these things just click, 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 fell into place. The one thing that I still don't know if it's resolved yet or not, today's supposed to be the day, but we'll find out when I go home later on this afternoon. It's about my garbage pickup. Mm. All right, like so, there's three different possibilities of waste service management providers for my area, mm-hmm. and I've called them all, called them all at the beginning, and I was like, "Yeah, we service that area, but we're not sure if we pick up your house. We'll call you back." I was like, "All right," so waited. Waited, never heard anything. Called him back again. He's like, yeah, we're, we're sorry, we forgot. We're going to have to check it out. 
uh, garbage is starting to pile up a little bit you know, in my garage. And as you guys know, that I mean, that's not a pleasant thing. I mean, fortunately, we'd not really consumed anything because we wasn't cooking a whole lot trying to get moved in. And we hadn't consumed really anything that was um, that could grow rancid, so to speak. Um, but then I called, and this one guy was like, yeah, man, I'm there this week. Never showed. Another guy's like, can you call me back? I mean, it's just been a, a whole kind of circus. And uh, like this morning, you know, I, I brought in a bag of garbage because we made chicken last night, and I didn't want to let that set and stew for a long time. So fortunately, you know, uh, our elders here have said, hey, man, if you need temporary thing, just, you know, you, you can bring it here and throw it away. But I got to thinking how frustrated I am with the garbage situation <laughs> in my life. Uh, and just who would have known that such a seemingly, not insignificant, but one of those things that just never really plays itself out in your life a whole lot. Garbage, man. Yeah. To quote Alan Iverson, instead of practice, we talking about practice. I mean, we talking about garbage <laughs> here, man. And then I, as I was driving in to work this morning, had the windows down, you know, that way that the garbage, even if it did stink, it wouldn't have an opportunity to really run me out. I thought about Philippians chapter 3, uh, starting with verse 7. I'm going to kind of read this, and, and this is just Paul talking to the church at Philippi here. He said, I once thought that these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, Mm -hmm. so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. And to get a little allegorical here, that was just resonating with me all morning about how the garbage had begun to physically pile up in in my life. Mm -hmm. But I wonder how often that's true for us spiritually, Mm -hmm. that that this spiritual waste management kind of services, this garbage, these things that rise up and take our focus off Christ or these pursuits that really aren't worth our pursuit and just become garbage in our life. And I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on that. Let's, let's have some conversation on just about maybe the garbage that sometimes we can elevate and get in between our relationship with Christ. You know, that's great, Ben. And you know, one thing that, that uh, stands out to me is that the garbage was at one time useful. Right. You know, you ate that chicken before you oh, put it in I the garbage, eat that right? Chicken, Lord, if you can't, and it was good. You can't preach the word if you oh, don't eat the bird, brother. <laughs> mm, there was glory in that teriyaki chicken. So, you know, and I just look at that. You know, just the thought was like, hey, there's something in there, but it comes a point when it's no longer useful and needs to be gotten rid of. All the stuff that Paul had was useful to him at one time in his life. And even God used it in his life, you know, like being a Pharisee, being those things. I mean, he had the word of, you know, the Bible pounded into him. He got deep into that, man. He was authority on the law. Um, He was right. He was like the chosen one, man. Exactly. He was hit. Studied at the feet of Gamaliel, man. You know? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. But it came to a place where it's no longer useful when God spoke to him and he saw the true way. Everything else that once mattered to him, that once fed him, that once did all those things, had to be put aside and taken out because it was no longer useful in his life. Because for the one thing that was useful, that will never become garbage. So what you're saying is, is there's a possibility that the things that serve us well today could quite possibly be tomorrow's garbage. Exactly. Wow. Kelly, thoughts on that, man? Well, you know, I think about how, uh, yeah, garbage, you know, it it was somebody, you know, and I was thinking about how like some one, one man's garbage is another man's treasure. You know, have you ever heard that, you know, or vice versa, one man's treasure is another man's garbage. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, things that, that we don't find useful anymore are a lot of times they're still really useful to someone else. You know, I Mm -hmm. think as you progress in your walk with the Christ and, you know, as you mature in Christ, you, you start to see things that you used to think were so important to you. They're not anymore, you know, and, and actually they're a hindrance now, even sometimes. Sometimes we hold on to things, kind of use them as a crutch maybe, or as like a, it inhibits our growth because we're holding on to some something that used to be useful to us, but it's served its purpose and now it's time to move on, you know, to other things. And yeah. Do you think there's an element of risk there? I mean, when we're viewing, I mean, because some things garbage is just garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some items. Sure. Especially spiritually, the things that the world will throw at us, that the enemy will try to tempt us with. That, junk mail. Yeah, junk mail garbage. and spam, right? I mean, it right it's just garbage. But these things that serve us and maybe have served us well, maybe in, even into the years and decades of our growth and maturity in Christ, if they're all of a sudden not necessarily serving us do you think there's an element of risk that we have to take in order to be able to to lay those aside like Paul? You know, it's like, man, I've got all of this history. I've got this identity. I've got all of this stuff. I wonder if there's an element of risk that comes along with that. I love that because it is absolutely. You know, when you have something that you value so much and you said the key word identity. We are so afraid of losing our identity. No matter what, we, we paint a careful picture of ourselves that we want ourselves to see and more so even others to see this wonderful picture. And for Paul, you know, he had this identity, Pharisee. I was born in the tribe of this. I was, you know, this, a leader. I was a righteous person. And all that, when he came to Christ, is either Christ or him. You know, he said, man, I had to set all this aside. It all had to become garbage to me. All that was useful and proper and made me who I thought I was had to become so yes I think there is such a risk of things like that because we get settled we get complacent and you know sometimes because of those things that we're holding on to like this is my identity and God is saying hey let go of that mm. you know Kelly I, I once had a gentleman that we were talking about earlier my spiritual mentor mm-hmm. he uh he, he's poured so much into me over the years but one of the things that he uh, spoke to me from a pastoral leadership perspective uh, that's really impacted me for years is he said that typically typically the people who provide the most resistance to what God's doing now are the ones who found their greatest source of significance in what God has done mm-hmm. and I, I look at that as we're talking about this um I wonder if there's this sense going back to the identity thing of like we find ourselves so just enamored with who we are in this moment, in this season, and what God's doing in us now. I wonder how open 
and flexible we keep ourselves when God. I mean, you can you can talk about new seasons probably better than Devin or I either one right now because you're you've been in the midst of this in My the past couple just, years. Yeah, going all over the place with you know what you're saying because. It, it, you know, for 21 years, my, you know, I, I worked at a mill. I was a hardworking guy, you know, I was provided for my family and stuff. And, but now looking at it, does that doesn't even matter anymore. You know, it's like, that's gone, you know? And, and now it's like, it's also interesting because you can think about like, I, I, I want to be a, this certain person. I want to look a certain way. Like you said, it's so easy to look at the world and think about all these worldly things that we want to accomplish and be successful and things. And it's like, none of that matters except for Christ, you know, and knowing him, like it says in that, in that verse. And, uh, it is interesting when you get to a point like I have, and my family has, you know, and it's like, I've been resisting it the whole time. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I went into this, like moving across the country, just like, (laughs) okay, God, you know, I kind of was fighting it and stuff, but, um, to just do that and just leave that old life behind almost it's been a, it's, it's actually kind of freeing, but it's, it's scary at the same time too. But, and I don't want to say that it's garbage, you know, but, but at the same time, it's, I mean, you know, when you look at what he's saying there, it's like that stuff doesn't even matter anymore. Like the, the house that I lived at, I thought was so important. It was just like, it was our, it was our forever home, you know, and now it's, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's gone. It doesn't even matter now at this point. I think the you know you, you bring up a good point that we probably should make sure that we articulate a little bit is like we're not saying that the things that you've done or the things that God has used are, right. are necessarily trash. No. But Paul is making this comparison here. It's kind of like when Jesus said, you know, you must in order to follow me, you yeah. must love your you know love me. You must hate your father yeah. and your mother. You know, let the dead bury their own dead. It's not him instructing us to literally right. hate exactly our parents. It's the same thing with Paul here. There's 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 a little bit of hyperbole, so to speak, but he's he's using it to drive home a point that in comparison to yeah. Christ. Even the best thing that this right. that this life has to offer, including the things that may have yeah. been done for God before, that's what we should view them as. That if they're holding us back from God, they're garbage, man. Yeah. Devin? Yeah, I like that whole passage because, you know, soon after that, he talks about, I pressed toward the goal yeah. for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And, you know, that's his pursuit. He said, I haven't already attained this. But he didn't get rid of everything. Like, he didn't just dump all his knowledge out. That wasn't garbage, you know. But what was is the transformation of that to a Christ-centered, you know, before it had been me-centered, glorifying me. And that's what I think we were looking at in in just your talk right there. Anything that would retract from the glory of Christ and bring glory to me has to be counted as garbage in my life, you know, because, hey, that's what I want. I really want to be glorified. I want to be thought of Joe Super Christian. You know, I want these things things that you know hey please look at me you know that's my identity but you know i have to to i have to look at that and just like paul say you know what man all this stuff that makes me shine that's got to go because it's all about jesus now it's Mm -hmm. all about being debased for him it's all about like david said man you know when he danced naked before you know with the loincloth on he danced and he's and she said man you just really got low for and he said if, I'll if you all could much. only see devin's movements right now as he was mimicking <laughs> that, dancing, that, is, yeah. that is priceless go ahead bro that was awesome <laughs> you know so you know he said i'll get lower than this more undignified more undignified yeah. than this because he counted everything loss he said i'm going to worship god and that's all that matters that i glorify him everything 
everything else is garbage. Yeah. Amen. So a little bit of a question. I want to pose this to Kelly first. I'm going to give you both an opportunity to answer this. And so let's dig a little deep into our own selves here, you know, because Paul, uh, you know, he, he even says in verse three here, you know, we put no confidence in human effort, though I could have confidence in my own effort mm-hmm. if anyone could. Right. You know, and he's kind of hearkening back to that past, that chosen one, the 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 Padawan learner, you know, mm-hmm. at the feet of the Master Jedi there, um, or I should say, Master Rabbi. Um, <laughs> but let, let's have let's have a little bit of open moments here. We're talking a lot about identity. You know, that word has come up a lot in this conversation with good reason. Um, Kelly, what what are some of the areas of your life, or an area of your life, of identity? that maybe God has revealed to you through this process, this refining process, that you've maybe struggled with giving up that you would have maybe never imagined having to uh, give up or struggling with. Yeah, well, when, you know, we as we were talking, I was just thinking about how my identity is like in, in recovery. Mm. You know, when I, when I got you know, when I got saved and I, and I got into recovery, that just kind of becomes your, you, it almost becomes your identity, even though it, it, you know, at Celebrate Recovery, we, we emphasize that our identity is in Christ, but it's still just like, it's just part of who you are. When people see you, they see, you know, they're like, oh yeah, he's, Kelly's a recovery guy, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, moving across the country and stuff, it's like, that's kind of like, that is not, that has gone away. You know, my identity now is more in just in Christ. And, and it's like, I, I don't know if that's, you know, it, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or not, but it's so easy for us to get to get mixed up with these ideas of that, you know, this is my identity and this is what I do. You know, I mean, like men, especially when we introduce ourselves, like, hey, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, whatever you do, that's kind of your identity. Oh, he's that guy, you know, and I was the recovery guy, you know, in Lebanon. And so. Now I'm just, you know, the, that Jesus guy, you know, that guy is kind of weird, but, you know. <laughs> Definitely weird. Yeah. I was going to say kind of. Yeah, he's kind <laughs> of weird, you okay. know. But uh, but now in my identity, I mean, that's I, I take pride in that now, you know. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I don't want, you know, and, and I mean, honestly, I don't want to be that recovery guy. I want to be the guy that's, you know, that's all in for the Lord, you know. And recovery is a part of that. That's fine, you know. I'm not, you know, this and that at all, but it's just, so, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, and what I think about. Yeah. And Devin, while we all have our, you know, own backstories that are from the extreme, you know, from death to life, how much more extreme can you get than Amen. that? Amen. But, you know, I look at knowing your story and your testimony, and there have been some really high highs, some really low lows, and a lot of in betweens, and there's a lot of identity shifts that have taken place in your life and I'd be, I'd be curious to hear your your response to that same question an area of identity that maybe you you didn't foresee changing you know that's such a interesting question for myself you know as i you know as a kid i didn't know what i didn't have an identity mm-hmm. i mean i was everybody i would if it was i was a poser you, you know, were a chameleon i was a yeah. chameleon yeah. whatever group i was around i just wanted to be accepted by that group yeah. when i and, and that happened till i went to prison you know at 18 years old and then i just tried to f- click into any other group that was inside and that was a scary situation too and then god got a hold of me and my identity 
transformed. I went from being a follower. I went from being a loser to being a winner. I've been telling you, Jesus changed. He strengthened me, man. He gave me something, confidence. I didn't have that before. You know, I was so insecure of who I was. But when all of a sudden God loved me, I mean, I just knew it. if everybody else in the whole world stood against me and Jesus stood for me, it didn't matter what they said about me. And that became really, you know, that centered Christ identity. I gave up everything for that. I gave up every path that I was on and I chose Jesus. And so for 25 years and two months and 17 days, I was inside, but it was about, I'd say 23 years that I served the Lord in there. Um, after a couple of years of just kind of bashing my head into the wall. Um, and, and that, you know, became my identity. When I got out, there was another shift because, you know, I went from being a convict in prison, but I didn't lose my identity in Christ. Uh, but, you know, I was a pastor. And then, you know, I wasn't a pastor. I came out. So there was a there was a little bit, you know, of what I'm doing. But I still had a, a job. And so I just said, I mean, I'm going to serve God however I can. Mm. And it's led me from state to state. Now here I am in the middle of nowhere. No, I'm yeah, absolute <laughs> middle of nowhere. No, I love, man. I'm in Grayson, Kentucky, loving this church, loving. And, and just, you know, my identity now, uh, you know, I don't look at myself as a convict, even though that's my past. But I just look at myself as I'm going to serve God. Yeah. I want to be called a servant of the Lord, doing what God has called in. And so my, my identity in that part has remained the same and given me strength because, you know, there's, when you go through getting out convict on parole, you know, getting to these things of, of, you know, moving to a new place, don't know anybody coming to a new church, not knowing anybody. The constant has been that I know Jesus and he's been with me every step of the way. And I could be like, man, I'm just going to pursue that, what he's called me for. And, and here I am. Praise yeah. God. Great stuff, man. Yeah, mine is, you know, I, I, I feel like one of the giftings that God has given me is wisdom. And, and I'll go a little deeper in that and say I believe it's a practical wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I'm not talking like you know, biblical wisdom, head knowledge, that type of stuff. But I, I believe that there has been a gifting in my life from the beginning Amen. of practical wisdom. And, I mean, dating back even into, like, you know, junior high, high school, I was kind of the guy that did a lot of the counseling of my friends, you know, that, that spoke into their lives, that they would seek me out and do that because there was there was always this a little bit of an ability to speak practically beyond what I should be, right. to be honest with you. And that led me into having an incredibly high value on being right mm. all the time, mm. at all costs. Mm and get into let's not even talk about the the pastoral world because i mean if you if if you want to train wreck a pastoral ministry think you're right all the time and then try to go to no you know no no bounds and trying to prove that you're right all the time i mean we'll sit back eat some popcorn watch that train wreck because it's it's about to happen but let's go let's go beyond that into my marriage Mm -hmm. because i found myself while loving my wife, wanting the best for us and her, I was so consumed with being proven right that I, I caused so much damage mm. to our relationship by not valuing the connection that we had, but by valuing the fact of I've got to be proven right. And... God really has worked through me, refined me in that process of going, 
hey, connection first. Mm. We see that example with Peter and Jesus. Mm. When Jesus restores Peter, you know, Peter denied him three times. Mm-hmm. Jesus restored him three times. And Jesus would have been perfectly right mm. as far as, like, accurate by saying, told you so. Right. See what you did, Peter? <laughs> I called it. That's right. I was exactly right. Uh, so he would have been right by saying, I told you so. But he didn't. Never. He didn't. He's just like, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He restored Peter the three times with his love, not by his value on being right. He valued the connection mm-hmm. over being proven, quote, unquote, quote, right. Powerful. And that that's one of the things, you know, in, in my life that I found that I was developing and 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 having my identity founded in this concept of what I thought was wisdom, mm-hmm. but it was actually pride mm. and being a not nice person mm. in a lot of different situations. So yeah, that's garbage, man. Amen. You know, that, that, that was garbage. Even things that I see that God is using now as a gifting in my life, in my ministry, in my marriage, I, when I got my hands on it, it was terrible, man. Mm. It was terrible. So, let's let's do some some takeaway thoughts here. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, not coming into this knowing what we were going to talk about. Um, how, how have you been encouraged by this conversation, Devin? We'll let you go first. Um, just you know, a revaluing of where my life's at. You know, just as we were sitting here, not knowing about, but just thinking about: is there garbage in my life that I need to move away from? Is there an attitude, you know, so you talked that I need to step away from something that I've been clinging to that's no longer useful because it's shining on me or, you know, it's something that I think is my identity. And so I think that's kind of moves me forward to say, hey, you know what, I maybe just need to take an evaluation and sit down and, and look at parts of my life and say, hey, you know, maybe I'm these are garbage and need to be set aside. Yeah. Awesome. Kelly. That's good. You know, I, I was thinking about seek first his, you know, his mm-hmm. kingdom, you know, and. And, uh, and the more I've done that, the more I've, 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 uh, my identity has been in him, you know, and in, and in God and Christ. And, and the more I seek first his kingdom and not my kingdom, you know, not try to build my own kingdom here on earth, which is what I've, you know, I've done in the past. And I could really relate to what you were saying about, you know, with your wife and just that need to be right and how damaging that is in a relationship. And, uh, but, but just letting go of things, you know, that, uh, like we talked about, maybe they're not complete garbage, but, but they're just, they're not, they're not helping us anymore to grow in, in our relationship with Christ and with others, man. That's such a huge part of this conversation is not just God, but it's also that our relationship with one another, and that is so key. You know, we're talking about a sermon series, looking at a sermon series in August, and that's something that just will not go away in my mind, and now it's even more. Is that, is that you know, a church that uh, is a true biblical church is is rooted in this connectivity, you know, with its within its members and within the body of Christ, and it's not just uh, you know knowing each other, and hanging out, but it's like true vulnerable relationships that we've talked about, and and uh, yeah, it's so important, man. So. Anything that gets in the way of that is is rubbish. Yeah, you know. Yeah, rubbish. You're, dude, you're you're going 
all Northern Ireland yes. on us here. Thomas is. Yeah, where's Thomas? Thomas? Yeah. Did, would, you get, would, Thomas? You get, would you get it ready to do a British accent? That's kind of what it sounded like <laughs> well, there. It the, probably would have been. He, he's going to kill me. <laughs> I, I, I've got a friend that, he, <clears throat> excuse me, every time that he would try to do an accent, he did like seven and one. Like yeah. he would start out doing British and he would wind up in yep. like. Russian? Yeah, Russian. <laughs> I know, it was like, and he hit all in between. I, that's uh, me. Yeah. You know, through the Appalachian, you know, drawl that came out in him there. So, well, guys, thank you uh, for joining this. Uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, whether it's, uh, you know, Apple, uh, iTunes, Google, uh, Spotify, whatever, uh, Stitcher Radio, um, give us give us a subscribe on there. Provide a rating, as long as it's five stars. Yeah. I mean, if it's four stars below, keep it. Um, but, you know, if it's five stars. But we, we, just, we hope that you've been encouraged and blessed by this conversation. I know I have. Yeah. And I think I speak for my brothers. They have also. And we just ask that, um, you know, just pray. Ask God to reveal to you maybe some of the areas in your life that, uh, that may be interfering, that you may be exalting just a little too much and maybe causing a little bit of a chasm uh, in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Devin, will you pray for us, brother, and we'll, we'll close this show out. Sure, be honored. Father, we thank you um, for fellowship. What a joy it is. You know, your word tells us that uh, it's like uh, anointing oil when brothers dwell together. Um, together and Lord just thank you that that's what we've been doing and we've been talking about your word and um, Lord thank you for the power of your word thank you that it uh, pierces and shows us Lord God the areas of our life that we need to um, take before you and confess and just uh, rework and I just thank you that your spirits at work in us pray for all our listeners that you just bless them and Lord just show them the direction speak to them through your spirit in Jesus name amen Amen.